This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video game, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackened Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackened. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Elijah Bailey Show, Oklahoma's favorite podcast. Yeah. 100% auditorial pleasure. Dig it. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the one and only the Elijah Bailey Show, where we believe that Spider-Man No Way Home seems to be the perfect mix of Spider-Man baddies and Masters of the Universe is phenomenal. Today is the comic book episode day of the month. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, every single week there's a reoccurring but different segment. How they reoccur every first week of the month we cover comics every second week is anime the third week is video games fourth week is our bailey bugle and if there's a fifth week it's whatever the hell we want to cover and since it is uh this episode is going to drop the first day of december we have brand new anime and manga of the month for you uh, brand new comic book releases which will start segment one we also have a new character that we're going to take a look at and also, segment two, there's some news that I think you guys want to hear about. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and chop it up and dive right into episode 292 of The Elijah Bailey Show. So, first and foremost, thanks thanks to everybody that's been following, that's coming back. I uh, have been streaming just a little bit more. Uh, schedules are changing I got promoted, so uh, my work schedule, I get off a little bit later, so we're going to have to move the Saturday morning come through theater. Uh, last Saturday, me and Buck played Naruto Shippuden, got a couple matches in the other night too. Not not doing as well as fighters, but it's that learning curve, got to get back into it. Um, also, this show will stay the same, and uh, Wednesday night with a little bit of anime will stay the same. Every other Wednesday night, it'll either be a watch party or an anime game like Fist of the North Star, the Attack on Titan series, uh, game or series anime. Um, I got Berserk up there, so there's a lot of different things we can do on the Wednesdays where we're not uh, actively having a show, and we're going to try to work on doing the Twitter spaces some bullshit happened, so uh, we didn't get to do it last time, but we're planning on doing it again because the the topic was a, a very, very uh, hot topic about Dragon Ball Z, like Vegeta versus Goku, who is the the real heartstrings of the show, but we're not going to dive into that. We're going to go right into our December comic book releases. Now, there's a couple good ones. I mean, they're all good, but there was there was some that I was like, man, I really, really gonna want to go out and purchase these. I want to get back into or start on issue one if they're a little bit further ahead. Um, but let's go ahead and start right here. Marvel Comics. We have Thor issue number twenty, written by Donny Cates and art by Nick Klein. Uh, variant cover by Simone uh, Bonacci. Gods of Hammers Part 2 of 5. Mjolnir is on a rampage across the realms and is leaving death and destruction in its path. Thor must act fast to save his kingdom from the deadly prophecy of the God of Hammers is about to be unleashed. This is a 32-page banger. 
rated T plus three dollars and ninety nine cents. Now, this one uh, had me very intrigued because I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't know this. The symbiote got passed down to the sun. So Venom issue number three written by Ram V. Art by Brian Hitch, variant covered by John Boy Mayers. As everything Dylan Brock has come to know and love unravels around him, he is beginning to realize a terrible truth. The Venom symbiote is not a harmless pet, no matter how much it pretends to be one. It's an alien. It's dangerous, violent, often bloodthirsty alien. Whatever bond it had with Dylan's father, Eddie Brock, as special as it may have been, is gone and Dylan might be soon too. 32 page banger T plus $3.99. So the two picks and there's a lot of things coming out in December. Make sure to check your um, December solicitations. You can always go over to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show and get information there. Um, but these two really stuck out to me. I don't know, like uh, Eddie Brock's son is going to get axed by the venom symbiote that he became friends with and bonded with. And then you have Thor trying to stop Mjolnir from destroying the universe. I know it, it seems like it could be fun. Um, let's go ahead and go over to DC comics. DC had some interesting ones. If you've ever heard me talk about swamp thing, you know why? Cause he's big, he's bad, he's mad. And he's all about the green, but swamp thing, green hell issue. Number one written by Jeff Lemire art and covered by Doug Mankey. Variant by Christian Ward. This is $6.99, 48-page banger, one of three. Goes on sale December 28th, um, 17+. plus. Now, the earth is all but done. The last remnants of humanity cling to a mountaintop island uh, lost in endless flood water. The parliaments of the green, the red, and the rot all agree. It's time to wipe the slate clean and start the cycle of life all over again. And to do so, they've united their powers to summon an avatar, one of the most horrific monsters to ever stalk the surface of the Forsaken Planet. Against a creature like that, there can be no fighting back unless you have a soldier who understands the enemy, someone who has been there, someone who who has used this tactic before, someone like Alec Holland. Of course, it would help if Alec Holland hadn't been dead for decades. Jeff Lemire, the author of the smash hits Joker Killer Smile and the question the death of Vic Sage, along with the graphic novel that inspired the television sensation Sweet Tooth, returns to the black label with one of the greatest artists in modern DC history, Dud. Doug Mankey in tow. Together, they'll unleash a gory, gruesome monster mash where the fate of humanity rests in the hands of someone who isn't human at all. There's nothing else you can say. Go ahead and pick it up when it drops again. This is dropping December 28th. Uh, next from DC Comics, this one also caught my eye. Justice League Incarnate, issue number two, written by Josh Williamson and Dennis Culver, art by Kyle Holtz and Andrea Bre uh, Breeson. Covered by Gary Frank. Variant cover by George. Uh, it's $4.99. This is a 40-page banger. This is issue two of five. $5.99 uh, for the uh, U.S. variant cardstock. This drops on December 7th. As Darkseid's quest leaves a bloody trail across the multiverse, the Justice League incarnate ventures to the dark world of horror known as Earth-13. 
They must enlist the aid of Super Demon and his League of Shadows against not only Darkseid, but also the evil power couple of Asmodel and the Sheeta Queen. While on Earth-11, the Batwoman Who Laughs begins her schemes. Uh, if you read the Batman Who Laughs series, I know we talked about it, especially when uh, I was still doing the Superpower Movie Podcast. That's a very, very twisted and dark series. It's another twist on the Joker and Batman's relationship and the dark universe. Um, and it leads to expanding DC's universe. That's a good read. And then also anything that has to do with any other Earth besides 616 or the main um, main universe for uh, DC, uh, universe, uh, Earth Prime and all that, that shit is very, very highly addictive because it just like expands the possibilities of what could be happening. And there's most likely a comic that dives into some shit like that. So again, you just dive deeper into the world of being a comic book nerd. And these are the ones that get you there. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to image. Now, remember image and dark horse cover so many different topics. I try to just limit to pick one just because it, it, it's a lot to go through all the comics and see which ones are the most interesting. So what we have from image comics, this one, I have three, covers for you because they were done phenomenally <clears throat> king of the spies issue one of four this one comes out december 1st so if you're listening to this on um, podbeam spotify stitcher apple podcast wherever uh, even podcoin you can pick this up today the world's greatest uh so and if you're watching it we're a couple days early remember december 1st so when this drop now the world's greatest secret agent uh, has six months to live. Does he die quietly in a hospital bed or does he make up for a lifetime of bad choices? He's been uh, propping up an unfair system for over 40 years. Now he knows where the, all the bodies are buried and has nothing to lose when he turns his gun on everyone who ever made a buck creating the mess we're in right now. Written by Mark Millar. And art by uh, Matteo Scalero. Uh, again, this drops December 1st. This is coming from Image Comics. Here's the last one. I just love the artwork uh, that they did for all three of these covers. Phenomenal. This is one to keep in your collection. And again, that's Image Comics. Let's go ahead and head to Dark Horse. We have Cloaked issue number one. Written by Michael Richardson. Art by Jordi uh, Armengalo. And I, the cover variant is also by Jordi Armangalo. Um, 25 years ago, a genuine mass hero came out of nowhere to declare war on crime. All of America celebrated the exploits of the black clad vigilante as he took down one lawbreaker after another. And then he disappeared. But sounds like the avatar. But when down on his luck, investigator Jake Stevens is hired to find the long missing Dark Avenger, his inquiries threaten to expose the myth behind the mask. Uh, written by Mike Richardson, creator of The Mask, producer of the Hellboy film franchise, and writer of the 47 Ronin graphic novel, and illustrator with, uh, illustrated with gritty realism by Jordi Armengol. This is going to be a 32 page miniseries banger, dropping on December 15th, $3.00 and 99 cents from dark horse comics and folks that is going to wrap up the comic book recommendations for this month of december let's keep things going before we take a break and go to segment two here is this week's black character that we're honoring from comics laura from the wicked plus the divine 
Laura Wilson, once known as Persephone, the Greek goddess of springtime, vegetation, flowers, fertility, nature, death, rebirth, and queen of the underworld, is a teenage girl who became embroiled in the recurrence when she befriended the god Lucifer. Obsessed with the Pantheon, she eventually achieved her dream of becoming a god herself. She also appeared in the 1920s reoccurrence and presumably in all reoccurrences, although unseen. Persephone is the god that uh, Anaki's sister claimed would appear last during each occurrence. And this is the character that we're honoring, Laura Wilson. Love the artwork, phenomenal. Love the character. Make sure to check her out in comics near you again, the wicked plus the divine. And with that being said, let's go ahead and take our first pause for the cause. As we listen to more rifty beats again, we're just going to keep How much more of that do we? Oh, it's done now again. That's rifty beats. Uh, you can find all the information in the uh, description. You can also go to YouTube and just type in rifty R I F T I beats. And it'll take you there. He just dropped this The Real Folk Blues Hip Hop Trap Remix for Cowboy Bebop since the Netflix series has come out. You guys got to check that out. That's what we listen to at the top of the show. And then we have uh, Arcanine Goodbye, which we're going to play now as we head into break. So make sure to what up, Buckety? Make sure to stay tuned so you can check out everything that we're going to talk about today because we got some comic book film news coming your way that I think you guys are going to be excited about, plus my review of Black Widow and Shang-Chi because I just realized I hadn't given it to you, and there's a good reason why I just watched them. So with that being said, let's take our first pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with episode 292 of The Elijah Bailey Show right after this. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Blackened Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Blackened Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember... It's black. Have you ever wanted to change the world for the better? You never really know how to go about it, right? How to structure your world of peace can be frustrating and confusing, but if you pledge your allegiance to me, Kira, then I'll give you your very own Death Note. With the Death Note, you have the ability to pick and choose who deserves to stay and help you create this world of your dreams. Just remember to turn in your Death Note with your name written in it to me by the end of the day. Okay, now let's make a change to this world together. The Buckety is in chat using the Yamcha. The Yamcha is dead chat. Um, let's go ahead and cut the music and let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that came out 
in the news. The first bit of news I have for you guys that I want to talk about because I'm excited. I'm always excited about Batman films. I think it's the thing. It's Batman. If you like Batman. You like Batman. You always want to check out films. Uh, like if you like Cowboy Bebop, you watch the live action series. You have your own opinions about it. Same thing with Ronnie Kenshin's live action. Same thing with Attack on Titan. The list goes on. Uh, we have a new Batman synopsis that came out towards the end of November, actually on Thanksgiving. That I wanted to talk about uh, the new synopsis for uh, from the Batman's official website reads from Warner Brothers pictures come Matt Reeves, the Batman starring Robert Pattinson in uh, the dual role of Gotham City's vigilante detective and his alter ego recluse billionaire Bruce Wayne. Two years of stalking the streets as the Batman Striking fear into the hearts of criminals has led Bruce Wayne deep into the shadows of Gotham City. With only a few trusted allies, Alfred Pennyworth, Lieutenant James Gordon, amongst the city's corrupt network of officials and high-profile figures, the long, uh, the lone vigilante has established himself as the sole embodiment of vengeance among his fellow citizens. When a killer targets Gotham's elite with a series of sadistic um, uh, mechanisms, a tradition, uh, a trail of cryptic clues sends the world's greatest detective on an investigation into the underworld, uh, where he encounters such characters as Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman, Oswald Cobblepot, aka the Penguin, uh, Carmine Falcone, and Edward, uh, yeah, Edward Nashton, aka the Riddler. As the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plans become clear, Batman must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption uh, that has long plagued Gotham City. So that is the new synopsis, and I feel like that is a more grounded Batman. You know, there is a a couple of villains there you have Catwoman you have the Penguin you have the Riddler but Penguin is basically a mob boss the Riddler's throwing some riddles out like kind of like the you know Zodiac Killer and shit like that and Catwoman's a cat burglar so those are grounded characters you can get in there with you can see the duality with Bruce Wayne with Batman with Andy Serkis playing Alfred uh, Commissioner Gordon is Jeffrey Wright. You get to see these de- these relationships develop, what they think outside of his dialogue, and I feel like it. I feel like we're in for a treat. When when I saw the fight scenes, I got excited, but also the the subtleties between like the the make and model of the Batman, mo- uh, the Batmobile, uh, the way he enters a room, the way he interrogates. Some things I'm still kind of put off by, but overall. I think it's going to be good. I can't wait to see it. Um, this one I'm going to play for you. Let me turn this up. I don't know if we're going to get hit or ding, but this is um, this is from John Cena's The Peacemaker. John Cena and James Gunn, The Peacemaker Show on HBO Max. And it's basically uh, his first conversation with the janitor. Um, damn it. How can I go back? There we go. Uh, with the janitor that is in the hospital with him. I'm trying not to play it without turning this up. Okay, here we go. Um, And then for those, actually, why am I doing this? Let's just move this over. For those that are here live, we're about to watch it. 
I don't have any weed on me, man. That was it's a one-time thing. Time. The doctor said I was free to go. Congratulations. Jamil, you cool? What does that mean? Dude, can I trust you? No. No? I, I don't know you, man. Dude, I really need somebody I can Don't trust. trust me, man. We smoked weed together, man. I was in a fucking wheelchair. I can't pretend like that wasn't a nice moment, but that doesn't make me trustworthy. I ain't trustworthy worth shit. What? Well, why do you think I'm mopping floors, bro? I went to MIT. That's I don't like the responsibility. You went to MIT? Oh, yeah. What the fuck are you doing That's here? That's my fucking point, man. Why aren't you listening to me? Fine, fuck it. Don't be trustworthy. Just let me ask you a question and don't tell anybody about it, okay? I would never betray a secret. It's the opposite of everything you've been saying. Truth is, I'm supposed to be in prison. For what? Superhero shit. <laughs> You're kind of bulky to be a superhero, Bucky, aren't you? What do you mean bulky? Oh, all superheroes have a gymnast body. They're ready to go. I'm ready to go. What superhero are you? Peacemaker. <laughs> Get out of here, motherfucker. You a fan? There's no superhero called Peacemaker. Dude, I'm fucking famous. Not that famous. Aquaman, he's famous. Fuck Aquaman. No, man. Fine. If you're a superhero, what were you in prison for? Integrity. I made a vow to have peace. No matter how many people I have to kill to get it. All right, see, so I'm down for that. I like that shit. It's it. You take John Cena's personality, you take Peacemaker, uh, you you get all the cussing, you get all that shit in there. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's just gonna be funny because I feel like his chemistry with Idris Elba uh, in the film made it even more hilarious than what it was just him being just like a douchebag so i'm excited to see that but that's one of the clips right there he's you know saying fuck aquaman and how he feels and he said he was a superhero but obviously he wasn't because he was killing people he's murdering them but that that's some of our news there we had the batman news and last but not least let's round out this with birds of prey because i hadn't heard this name in a while i think i watched the movie I don't know, probably, probably three or four times, and after that I put it down, but Birds of Prey, and this comes from comicbook.com uh, today, uncut streaming again on HBO Max. So everybody has basically been talking about the Snyder Cuts for their deal. I know that, um, uh, not Reeves, but fuck, what's his name? Ayers. Uh, David Ayers that did the Suicide Squad wants to release his cut because he feels he was wronged and they cut too much out and it didn't make sense and that's why the the film flopped and as we saw by Zack Snyder that very well could be the issue but there are some things here also for Birds of Prey that um, are interesting and now possibly showing up on HBO Max so Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is back streaming again on HBO Max in its R-rated form, bringing a strange saga uh, for the streaming service to its end. Last week, it seemed that HBO Max had censored the DC Comics-based uh, movie, replacing its theatrical cut with the TV-14 version edited for television. A representative from the streaming service later confirmed that this was an error. HBO Max accidentally uploaded an edited version of the movie, uh, one cut uh, for cable television instead of its theatrical cut. The representative, yes, the representative confirmed the mistake would be addressed and the original film restored in all of its R-rated glory. HBO Max has made good Birds of Prey and the, emancip the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn is now streaming as the filmmakers intended it to be. Seen on HBX, uh, HBO Max once again. So in an interview last uh, year, Bird of Max, uh, Birds of Prey, 
um, director Kathy Yan, and this leads to why this is important to HBO Max having this cut um, in the scene talked about how she had to fight to keep some of the film's most uh, challenging moments from being cut. Uh, She says, I'll be honest, we had to fight to keep that scene because it was uncomfortable. It was risky, and we had to fight to keep it all. Uh, Yan told The Hollywood Reporter, there are cuts of the movie without it, and I'm really glad that we kept it because I can uh, can think it, uh, it has an important place. I think that a lot of people have been very impacted by that scene. Uh, I think it's a huge turning point for Roman. It's a huge turning point for Canary and the way that we shot it, hopefully uh, not about the sexual violence upon the woman. Um, It was more about Roman, what he's capable of and Canary seeing him for who he really is for the first time. Now she can fully cut herself off from him. And I thought it was really important scene. So we fought for it. So now when you go to HBO Max and you watch uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, you can actually see this scene between Black Canary and uh, Romano as he cuts ties and she actually sees what kind of piece of shit the Black Mass is and why that scene is so powerful because Harley did the same thing at the beginning of the film. So it seems like cutting ties and starting anew is the whole thing of Birds of Prey. So go ahead and watch it. It is streaming now on HBO Max. Um, And with that, that is the end of all the news. There wasn't a lot of news, so let's go ahead and dive right into this. Um, Let's start with this first. Let's see what that sound look like. Here we go. So, Black Widow. I just got around to watching it. I I know I've been behind. One, I wasn't paying for the extra premium. I'm already paying for Disney Plus. And two, I was just waiting for it to become free. Now, I enjoyed the film. It didn't feel like a Marvel film at all. The way that they started in uh, Natasha's past um, and Elena's past and, and Red Guardian and Melina, they showed them as a family, but then they also showed that it was a mission obviously that this was how the the Russians were trying to overthrow the American government by planting sleeper cells. And they were all basically either working with heroes like red guardian, or they were black widows. And the girls actually got sent to the black widow program after this. Then it shows like how many are out in the fields, what type of work they do, how that affects and impacts world. And we find black widow right after she actually stopped T'Challa from capturing Steve Rogers in Civil War, and she's on the run from uh, General Ross, um, aka the man that crossed genres from Ed Norton's uh, Incredible Hulk to Marvel's. But she's on the run. Next thing you know, her sister Elena is a Black Widow, chasing a former widow or either a chemist who made this compound that subjugates people but she also made an antidote to free them of that mental subjugation. So uh, she gets hit with it. Her eyes become open. She goes to a former uh, safe house of Natalia's. Things happen. Taskmaster comes after Natalia. Natalia finds out that some things came from this Budapest um, safe house and then goes there to try to figure it out, runs into her sister not her blood sister, but sister nonetheless. And they start this buddy road trip to 
taking down the Red Room, freeing all these girls and killing the man behind all of it. Because Natalia thought she did that at the expense of killing his daughter as well. But turns out she did not. And so ensues what they have to do. They have to free Red Guardian, who actually, after the girls were sent to the Red Room, he was immediately present for the last 25 years. And Milena continued her work alongside the Baron, not really the Baron, but the uh, the head baddie that is that oversees the Red Room. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, after that, you get like a lot of action. You get to see that he was, you know, he claims to have fought Captain America back in the day. There's no evidence of that, but he is also Russia's one and only superhero or at this point that we know of that has super strength. And it really did have heart, but it also told the story of redemption and knowing the difference between, you know, duty and doing the right thing and then also kind of set up uh elena to be the next you know the next one in line for what they're doing young avengers and setting up the new avengers and all that stuff it was amazing i i loved it watched it a couple times just to kind of see some things kind of felt disjointed from the the beginning was very kind of like a historical type deal giving you reference and texture and then after that after it opened up it really did feel like a Marvel film with like the fights between Taskmaster and Black Widow, uh, the fights between all the widows, what they were sacrificing. And that even kind of made me feel like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like a Disney plus television series, as well as a film. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, there's, there's not too much that I would have changed because you get that story of what's next for her in her life and what's important. They do address the issue that they have their insides virtually ripped out so they can't have babies. Uh, they talk about the training. They talk about these girls. You know, it's just a, a real meta type weird thing they tapped into and I enjoyed it. The only way it could have been better is if you could have seen her partner up throughout the years with different characters that we might not have even seen at this point. Um, Shang-Chi, we watched this like back to back two or three times. This was really, really good. The martial arts was really, really, really good in this. And also the explanation between, um, the fake Mandarin, why he's still around as a jester. Also what, why Shang-Chi's martial arts would be able to defeat his father and with the tin rings the actual mandarin and the tin rings because it is martial arts style from those people or those chosen by god plus you have the guardian that bestows the magical you know powers on him and i don't know if that's fing fang foom but i did like you know is very dragon ball very dragon ball dragon ball colors with the goku jacket um, you know, being able to fly the blast, even being shot into the ground, into a crater, um, the rings, the symbolism, the, it was beautiful. I felt some moments were kind of slow, but I like the fact that Wong is getting tied in. Not only Wong is in this fighting ring, but it's kind of like this fixed fighting ring with abomination. Um, and now Shang-Chi is getting ready to Excuse me, but he's getting ready to join him for whatever, and just keeps gets me thinking like, what could they be doing? Like, is this the the Asian squad? What are they doing? Like, because we know that 
Wong leaves a couple times. So is that scene from No Way Home, him going to start fighting Abomination, and then after that he joins with Shang-Chi, and so it puts these films kind of out of order and rearranges them a little bit, and then that leaves Doctor Strange alone to fuck up for No Way Home, but also for the multiverse of madness and what he has to do later. I don't know, but the one thing I do know, I love the action here. I love the fighting. I love the the fact that you get this history and you see that his clothing and things like that are special because they're made from dragon scale. And I'll give you guys like a be- a brief review. We find, um, oh shit, I don't want to play that yet. We see Shang-Chi, um, it kind of goes back to the past. It tells a story that his dad's basically been alive for a thousand years. Is this the, 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 the rings that cause it or something else? We don't know, but he goes to find, um, this ancient land. He can't find it. Then one day he stumbles upon it, but the guardian is a woman. They fight. He hasn't ever been bested like this. They end up getting married. He puts down the rings and just like Dracula in Castlevania, when he does, his past catches up with him. They come for him. The wife defends the children, but her being away from the the sacred land and not training, she doesn't have her powers anymore. He comes home. She's dead. Shang-Chi witnesses all this. And then you see that him and Aquafina are valets. And they just pick things that make them happy. They go out with their friends. They karaoke instead of getting the sleep that they need because they're going to be at work the next day. They're just irresponsible. So it's basically him coming into himself and not being afraid to open up and accept both sides. The murderous killer that he was made to be by his father, but also the kind, gentle spirit that that can help use the gifts of the guardian to help the world. And so that's how he's created. Now, the Shang-Chi that I met was a drunk because of some family issues, but he chose to be a drunk and be non-materialistic and help people when he could. And he was the world's greatest martial artist, but he needed nothing. He'd already been on this journey before. And then he came back on this journey of redemption for the miniseries that I was reading. And then I went back and when he was an agent and all this other stuff. So it's nice to see where he is now just... He's a kid. He's coming into his own. He got to know his mother's history, got to fight for his people, put an end to, you know, his dad and was able to empathize, like really empathize for him. He wasn't just one of these guys like, oh, I empathize. I'm empathetic. He really empathized with what his dad was going through, but also knew that the rings were causing this issue more so than just his dad. But he still had to do what he had to do. I loved it. Um... I couldn't ask for anything more because you don't want it to get too hokey. You don't want it to be offensive for the bullshit they wrote back in the day. You want it to be just right. And I think this has opened up the door for just right for Shang-Chi to be a part of many groups along with Monica Rambeau or with the Guardians or whatever and do his thing. So uh, with that, let's do one more. Let's take one more pause for the cause Uh, just a little bit. And when we come back, we're going to round out the show with segment three, because those are my reviews and I don't have, there's nothing else. There's no other news. There's nothing else to do, but give you the brand new anime and manga of the month. So let's come back to episode 292 right after this commercial break. Do you have something special? 
something rare, or something you simply need to move discreetly from one location to another. All you need is uh, quite a bit of money, but to give us a call at 1-800-252-4666. Again, that's 1-800-B-Lagoon, and we'll get you what you want and what you need with little to no hassle to you. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. You can also email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Gotta love it. And I I think we played it yesterday. But you just keep the good things rocking. So we are back. Now it is time to uh, go into Anime and Manga of the Month. It is a new month, so we do have a new anime. We do have a new Manga of the Month. Uh, I've been enjoying this. It's like nine episodes out. Um, This is on Crunchyroll VRV. Eight or nine. It should be nine episodes out by now. This is Sakugan. A Japanese anime television series produced by uh, Satellite. It is directed and written by Junichi Awada with character designed by y- uh, Yuji Iwahara and music by Tatsuya Kato. And it premiered October of this year, 2021. One day in the distant future, humans live shoulder to shoulder in colonies separated by rock. Outside the colonies, a dangerous undeveloped area called the Labyrinth is expanding those who risk their lives to develop the labyrinth, who mark out the undeveloped areas, are known as markers. A young girl, Mimipu, who wants to be a marker one day, and a man, uh, Gagambar, who used to be one. This mismatched father and daughter now take on the labyrinth. If there's no path, dig one. Now, they do a pretty good job of explaining it. Uh, again, Mimi Poo is super smart. She's a child. She has a high level intelligence. She's graduated high uh, college already. Uh, Gagambar is just, he's a worker, but when he gets his check, he spends all of his money. And I feel like because of his past as a marker, this is why, but his daughter doesn't know this. She wants to be a marker because her mom, his ex Linda and her father are a legendary marker tag team duo but he doesn't want his daughter to go down there because he knows the dangers of it. So immediately, you know, they're fighting back and forth. Everybody can hear their conversation all over the colony, but humans continue to dig deeper into the ground to explore uncharted areas, to try to find different things to sell, to cultivate. But Mimi Poo also wants to try to see what's at the surface. So this is where the story lies. Again, this is the anime of the month. I really think it's going to be, a uh, classic, um, kind of like um, Gurren Lagan, except for it doesn't take the entire series for you to figure out what the fuck's going on. But I really like it. I enjoy it. Now, manga of the month. I just started reading this one, Tokyo Shinobi Squad, a story by Yuki Tananaka and art by Kento Matsurura. Uh, in the future, lawless Tokyo 
Retribution is delivered by Shinobi. Tokyo 2049. Thanks to the uh, Galapagos reform enactment by the government, Russia, China, America, and Japan are now connected by the Hyperloop system. The globalization has turned Tokyo into the most crime-ridden city in the world. To fight the rising crime, those who have been working in the shadows since the Sengoku period are needed. They are the Shinobi. Uh, the artwork is dope. It reminds me of Naruto heavily, like Naruto. There's a lot of sp- uh, spunk and character to it, a lot of action, and the different ways that they use their Nar- their Naruto ninja abilities, like electric art style and shit like that. That's the kind of way that they do it. So I thought it was creative. I thought it was a little bit different. But yeah, that's uh, the manga of the month that you guys should go ahead and check out. So anime of the month, if you missed it, Sakugan. Manga of the month again is Tokyo, um, Tokyo Shinobi Squad. I don't know how many chapters are out. I thought I had it written down, but again, I just go straight to Viz Media, and that's where I always read all of my manga. Today we had chapter one thousand and thirty-three, where we got a glimpse of uh, Zoro's lineage and his reconciliation of where he is. Sanji reconciled with. You know what his father wanted for him, and where where he wants to be for Luffy. So we're getting all these reconciliations, and mind you, uh, Nico Robin is in danger once again. Yes, that's right. It didn't happen just once; it's happened again. She's in trouble. Will they save her? But let me see if I can find it. Oh, and there was a new um, chapter of Ayashiman. If you guys heard me talk about it, a human gets so strong from doing anime type workouts or manga type workouts that he can no longer really make a living for himself in the land of the living. He joins a Yakuza princess as she tries to take back the demon world and get revenge on some on one or possibly two or three demons that betrayed her dad and led to his death because she knows he didn't die a natural death. Now, Tokyo Shinobi Squad is 29 chapters and is a finished series. Or 27 chapters is a finished series and it finished on December 8th of 2019. So again, I'm at the, at the front of those. I'm like within the first 10 chapters, but it's only 27. It's a nice, light, easy read. Uh, again, the artwork is phenomenal. It also reminds me of uh, black cat. If you guys ever read that, uh, so check it out. But that is all for today's episode. There's no more. I can teach you grasshopper. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to say. Uh, as you can see, Rifty Beats is in my heart. So we will keep jamming those beats as we head out of the show. But thank you guys for joining me for episode 292. As we talked about Laura Wilson as our anime character of the week, I gave you Marvel and DC Image and Dark Horse Comics recommendations talked about the batman's new synopsis also talked about uh well we didn't really talk about spider-man no way home there's another trailer but it just keeps getting crazier um we know that the j jonah jameson that we do have is a variant that's been confirmed jk uh you drink your water always dude i need another one it's already gone um but J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons wishes he had the original J. Jonah Jameson that had hair. Um, what else? 
shit there's just so much fucking news and there's so many comics you guys have to make sure to read and check out i was excited about everything i saw i gave you a little taste of what you need to hold you over but you also need to go and read the tokyo shinobi squad and watch uh sakugan and uh, make sure to check out peacemaker when it drops on hbo max and watch birds of prey for the original version but I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you guys for joining. Make sure that you follow anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Podcoin, Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blackened Studios, wherever it is, we're there. And if you want to watch the show, join every Sunday, 4.30 Central uh, PM here on twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or at Facebook at EJB Gaming. That's Edge B Gaming. Um, you can also check out my other podcast, a little bit of anime at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on this channel or at a little bit of anime on Facebook every Wednesday and the Saturday morning come through theater is going to be starting 730 to 8 o'clock in the a.m. I'm uh, I'm expecting just the way that work has been. Um, so, yeah. Stay, keep up with the schedules, follow, hit the heart button, like, subscribe, turn on notifications. I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you guys for having another badass show with me today for episode 292. And I will catch your ass in the next podcast. I'm Elijah 5000. I'm out. What's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckley appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.